Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Joey. Hello. That's it? Yeah, just go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Hi, everybody. Mike, Mike, hold on, Mike. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have another call. Wait, what? I have another call. I, I, I take this call. I take this call. So let's do the spiel. Okay. Um. I'm Mike. Joe just took another uh, call. God. I live in. This Mike lost it on the. I gotta go. <laughs> I have Mike on the phone. I gotta go. Hey, why are you laughing? It's, he's so annoying. But I gotta do this stupid <laughs> show. Joe, it's Mike. <laughs> you didn't click over. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Awkward. Okay. <laughs> I'm Mike. That's Joe. Uh, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and catch up. Hello. How are you, hey. you Mike? Nice to see you. <laughs> good. That was a good uh, little sketch you did. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, as somebody wisely pointed out on Twitter, I am the talent. Yes. And I wanted to like, I wanted to save it because I was like, oh, look at here, Joe, somebody who's like super complimentary to you and not to me. And you don't say anything. But then you like said something really nice. You, thank you. So you tweeted at him and said, I couldn't do it without Mike. Mike is my backbone. I would die without Mike Lawson. Something well, like I that. Well, I did add the caveat, unless it was Brent uh, Corrigan. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the deal. So do you remember last week I told you I was going to surprise Jose and take him to a Dodger game? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, I've learned a lesson. Never tell Chris, my friend, any surprise. Because, you know, Chris, I was going to go with myself, Jose... Chris and then this actor named Richard Cabral. Mm-hmm. Chris sends an, and by the way, I told Chris this was a surprise for Jose. Chris sends an email to everybody. What time are we going to the Dodger game? <laughs> so anyway, so that surprise was ruined. But um, how was the game? Well, here's the deal. So listen to this. So I had arranged a a, a fake out. So Jose knew there was a surprise, but I arranged a fake out. Jose's obsessed with like urban development. And a friend of ours, Brenda, her boyfriend works for the mayor of Los Angeles, like directly for Antonio Villaraigosa. So he gave us a private tour of City Hall, and it was awesome. I'll post pictures from that. So that was initially supposed to be like the fake out surprise. And then after that, at 6.30, we were supposed to meet Chris and Richard Cabral at the uh, bar in Union Station, the main train station in L.A., okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So everything, go- well, now Jose knows it's a surprise. So now we just go to Union Station to meet Chris. And Chris, as expected, is in the bar with Richard Cabral. Now, what you should know about Richard Cabral is this. If you haven't seen the movie A Better Life, he plays the head of an East L.A. gang. And let me tell you something. Richard Cabral used to be in an East L.A. gang. He's a reformed gang member. And as a result, he has just tattoos all over his neck and his face. I mean, he looks... Like a hardened criminal. He's having him taken off, but he still looks like a hardened criminal. Sure. He looks like someone you don't want to fuck with. Okay. So they're sitting in this bar, and uh, Jose and I walk in, and I go to Chris. I go, okay, you know, game's going to happen pretty soon. Let's, uh, you know, close out this bill, and let's get going. So Chris tells the bartender, he likes to close out. Chris closes out. Uh, they pound their beers. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And Chris is, like, motioning to me with his eyes. And I'm like, what? Like, I can't go? I go, what's going on? And he goes, phone. And then I just look, and there's some, like, I would say probably, like, 20-year-old black guy at the bar 
using Chris's cell phone? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So then I go, what? What? And Chris goes, he asked if he could call his girlfriend, so I let him use my no. phone. Yes. I would so, never do that. I know, because you know, I, I know, I'm thinking like running numbers or something, right? Yeah. I, I had a very funny experience on the light rail in Phoenix, actually, where this homeless lady was like, can I borrow your phone? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have one. Because she was like, like a bag lady, like, I don't know, I just, I didn't know what to do. So then she asked the lady in front of me, and the lady in front of me gives her her Blackberry. She calls somebody, and then on the phone, she starts screaming all these obscenities, like, fuck you, motherfucker, don't you ever fucking come near me ever again, or I'm gonna fucking kill you, and then she hangs up, and then she hands the little pink phone back to the college girl, and she's like, thank you. (laughs) Cut. I was actually thinking you're gonna be like, I'm sorry, I don't have a phone, and your phone's like, (laughs) it's like, bum, 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 bum. Anyway, can I please tell you something? You said this college girl has a pink phone? Yeah. Do we need to talk about how Chris has a pink phone? What is it? Like a pink case? Yeah, a pink case. I don't know. It's some sort of like, I'm sure, Chris humor or something like that. Anyway, so now he's on the, he's like, oh yeah, this guy has my phone, right? So I tap him on the, the, the black guy on the shoulder and I'm like, hey, we need to go. And the guy does like the phone like finger up in the air to me, like <laughs> hold up. And Can't like, you see I'm on the phone, sir? Yeah, and it's not even like I could maybe even get it. He's like, okay, I, I, hey, hey, I got to go. I got to go. No, he's just like, oh, yeah, and then I bought some chiclets at this. And he's just continuing the conversation. Wait, 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 wait. Was that a racist comment or was he really talking about chiclets, Joe? Oh, is chiclets racist? Oh, wait, chiclets is gum? I yeah. was thinking, I was thinking like chitlins. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is gum? You know, those black people always chewing gum. <laughs> Anyway, so I do it again, and he just keeps talking, right? Finally, Richard steps up and taps him on the shoulder. Man, that guy was off in like two seconds, right? Really? Yeah. Okay, so we get out of there. Now, here's the other thing, too. Um, so Chris drives a Tesla, okay? Um, the only reason I mentioned this, I mentioned it for a couple of reasons. One, and I'm being honest. Now, maybe it's because I'm gay and I don't know cars. It looks like a normal car. I've seen Teslas before, and there's like very bizarre, exotic-looking ones. This one looks like it's like a weirdest Tesla ever. It looks like a Ford Taurus, you know? Okay. It doesn't yeah. look super. It doesn't look. I mean, it's Is a it nice a four door. It's a four door. It's a nice-looking car, but it just looks like your standard four door sedan car, you know, yeah. nice car. I don't even think anything of it. So we all get in the Tesla. We go to Dodger Stadium. People were losing their fucking minds over this goddamn car. Like, it was a celebrity or something. Like, when we went into Dodger Stadium, this um, black lady who, like, the, the parking lady was like, hey, what kind of car is this? Really? And Chris goes, yeah, a Tesla. She goes, and she tells another guy, that's why I told you it's a Tesla. And then as we're driving through the parking lot, um, people are, like, stopping and staring at the car like it's, like, a spaceship. Right. And we had really, really good parking, like right in front of the stadium. So after the game, we're walking from the stadium to the car. Um, there was a crowd of people around the car with their hands cupped around their eyes, staring at the car. What? And then Chris like hit the alarm just to like, he wasn't being a dick, just like we're, we're going walking into the car. And they like, oh, they backed up and ra- ran away. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know anything about cars. I wouldn't know. A cool car from a not cool car. I'm the same way. Oh. I would just walk obliviously by the car. But I can assure you, people were losing their effing minds over this can car. I, can I tell you, by the way, good parking at a 
a stadium, like close parking, is not good when you're leaving the stadium because you're like stuck in the line of people. We got lucky. Uh, we left a little, just a tiny bit early, like one inning early, and we just like. And Dodger Stadium, by the way, is the worst. Dodger Stadium has they have like fifty thousand people and two little exits, so it right. is the worst. But uh, no, we actually got lucky and we got right out. Cool. Um, so that's what happened to me last Monday. Jose had a great time and all was good. That's good. What's going on? What went on with you? Um, well, I, first of all, I did some like heavy house cleaning yesterday. Mm -hmm. So my house is very clean, but it gets like dusty. And then in there's like big communal areas that nobody takes care of because it's not like somebody made a mess there and didn't clean up. It's just like dust. And well, you're four gay guys. I imagine it's always going to be kind of clean. Joe, there's six gay guys here. Oh, my God. I know. Which, it's funny you bring up, um, like, the people I live with, because I, I mean, some of my stories that I want to tell you involve that. And I haven't talked much about my roommates on here, but, so. Wait, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Because I'm only asking this because every gay guy listening is wondering. A, have you ever hooked up with any of your roommates? No. B, have any of your roommates ever hooked up with each other? No. Are you lying on any of no. those points? Okay. Mm -mm. Serious. Go on. Um, so, but I, I'm, oh, wait, hey, hey, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. For the record, people, one of Mike's roommates is smoking hot. I've seen him. Smoking, smoking hot. Like, Mike, I don't know how you're not trying to get in his pants every day. Mm -mm. Thank you. No. How awkward you come home and see the person that you hooked up with last weekend. Mm. Hell no. Mm. But anyway, I'm I'm bringing up the house cleaning because I kind of have like the sniffles now. And like it was hard to breathe yesterday because of all the dust and stuff. So you might have to edit out some of my sniffles. But um, I've also been cooking a lot, a, like more than I've ever done. Really, <laughs> I cooked like four nights this week, which is a lot for me. Um, so I don't really have much to say other than that, though. <laughs> Wait, you've been cooking. What have you been cooking? Have you been cooking for your roommates? Um, well, tonight I am, but... For, been, wait, are you cooking for the hot one tonight? Um, he... No, probably not. He has, like, a lot of food allergies. A lot. Uh, I, I'm not even joking. I hate him. Joe, it's horrible. I'm uh, whispering because I don't want him to hear this, but we went out the other night for Chinese food for, like, an authentic Chinese place, mm -hmm. and... We or it was like family style, which I already hate. But and we so we're ordering, and like as the food comes, he's like, "Oh, I can't have that. I can't." There was literally nothing on the table he could eat. What? What can? What, what was it? So well, everything had peanuts nuts. and gluten. Okay, he can't do seafood or pork. Oh uh, God. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I've been cooking a lot, and I'm gonna cook tonight. I'm doing like pork chops wrapped in bacon, and it's exciting. Clearly, no Jewish roommates. No. How about you? What are what else is going on in LA? Well, speaking of cooking, Mike and I had a very exciting uh, day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Shannon, who's a very funny comic, and um, pretty, she's really pretty. Um, she is, and um, you don't know what's coming, Mike. So, um, she <laughs> put on Facebook that. Uh, she was going to be in this live web series cooking show. So I was like, okay, I'm going to support my friends. And if you guys follow us on Facebook or follow me on Facebook, you saw that I posted a link. Well, Mike and I went to watch the show. Okay. They have a part where you can ask questions to the chef. So Mike and I started asking. I thought I was asking. Okay. 
So I asked a question. She had a drink in her hand. And I wanted to know why she wasn't really drinking it. And I didn't want people, I didn't want the person monitoring to know that I knew Shannon. So I just said, oh, why isn't the blonde girl drinking? Just trying to like, I didn't even think I was being super controversial. Right. Right. And the person who was monitoring the questions was like, um, excuse me, can we please keep the questions for the chef and for the show? Thank you. And I was like, oh, no, girl, it is on. So Mike and I started like, and I would say it's like on the scale of trolling, like a one. Oh, yeah. It was pretty light. Yeah. But she, you could tell she was like not having it. Though it was, I found out from Shannon, it's an Indian girl was monitoring the questions. Oh. So, um... This so Indian girl, go ahead. She, so the the moderator said after Joe's question about drinking, please keep the questions for Chef Andrew. Thank you. And so <laughs> at the exact same moment, <laughs> Joe and I said the same joke. Both of us typed, uh, "Hey, Chef Andrew, can you ask or why do you think the blonde girl isn't drinking?" <laughs> and then we just kept our jokes kind of like tame. Like Mike asked the because well, go ahead. My my Benghazi question was clearly just trying to get a rise out of them. Did you see the Benghazi question? No, I saw the Benghazi question, but then why did you apologize? I was like, Mike shouldn't apologize. Mike wrote, sorry. No, I wrote sorry, and then I was going to try to make it the question about Benghazi and French toast. Like, do you think if, um, I don't know, I was just trying to, like, make it about Benghazi and French toast, but Mm -hmm. you were limited to 140 characters, so... I was like trying to put it all in and it was hard. So I just ended up giving up. The food looked disgusting. It didn't look good. I'll give you. Yeah, you're right. It didn't look good. He made like a s'more pancake thing and he yeah. burnt the pancakes. And then the the chocolate sauce with marshmallow was like runny and blah. Yeah, I, I agree. The food didn't look good. I, I agree with you on that. And, it, you know, I talked to a friend who... Um, knows a little bit about that side of, of of the world of the business, and she was like, "Oh no!" She goes, "You where did they film it?" And I'm like, "In an apartment." And she goes, "No, you have to, f- you know, photograph food in like natural lighting. It looks really bad." But uh, but even so, so you know, when this comes to a big thing, I've always talked about. This is like I'm almost gonna call this the Joe theorem or whatever about the relationship with women and food and men and food. Okay. And here's how it works. Okay. There's an indirect relationship with the way women and men view sexual partners and the way women and men view food. So the way men view a sexual partner, it's all about the visual. Who the person is, is secondary. If the guy's hot, he could be a fucking mass murderer and I don't care. Like, I might say this is going to be controversial. Okay. Okay. The Boston Bomber guy was kind of cute. The alive one or the dead the one? The alive one, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. But look, he did reprehensible things. I'm not attracted to him, but he's he's cute, right? Sure. So, okay. But now I wouldn't sleep with the Boston Bomber. But. In his wrestling singlet? Oh, is there a picture of him in a wrestling singlet? Oh, yeah. He's like way into wrestling. Oh, okay. Wait, make a yes. note right here. Google. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Google Boston Bomber singlet. Okay. So anyway. Obviously, I don't find them that reprehensible. So then, um, but to women in terms of sexual partners, it's really the visual is not important as it is. It's secondary to who the person is. 
right? Sure. Uh, for different reasons, like gold diggers will be about money. Um, moms will be about whether they be a good dad. You know, like they have different reasons, but it's not. They're not necessarily like you'll see really hot girls with um, men that are kind of a league down. Now, by the way, this is a corollary to this. You know who also falls into the women category with this? Gay oh. porn stars. Have you ever seen gay porn stars and their like significant others or their husbands and whatnot? No, oh never. Okay, Brent Everett's husband is really gross, and Brent Corrigan's husband or boyfriend he's really gross too. And I, and I have a theory. This is, we're going on theories off theories. My theory on that is because they fuck so much, right? It's not about that. It's not about that. And also, because that's what they do for a living, they're like, well, I'll just fuck a hot guy tomorrow. I'm a, I, the guy I date, I want him to be like an awesome person. Now, I don't know if they're awesome people, but I think it becomes more about the sex because they are they have that side fulfilled. They don't have a lack in fucking hot people. Huh. Anyway, back to the women. So women, it's more it's the, the visual appearance is secondary to the, to the substance. What does this have to do with food? We're going to flip it now. On food, it flips. On food, the visual appearance to a man is secondary to how good it tastes, right? Where with women, it's all about visual appearance. They don't give a shit how it tastes. That's secondary, right? Okay. Like, have you ever had, like, these, like, cutesy cupcakes? Have you ever been there with, like, super elaborate cupcakes with, like, a duck on it and stuff like that? No. Okay, I have. The cupcakes are actually disgusting, they're really cool to look at, but you would never eat them. They're gross. But women get super wet over these cupcakes, right? Because they're super cute. Also, the same thing like this Ace of Cakes. First of all, yeah. let me tell you what this Ace of Cakes guy. He I would, does like Rice Krispie Treat and that's it. Let me tell you this. I would never hire this Ace of Cakes. That show is not a commercial for his business. That show is like an anti-commercial for his business. Because I would think cause on every episode, every cake is like one right turn away from disaster. Yeah. In the car. And like, I would be like, this guy's going to fucking drop the goddamn cake on the way to the party. So I would never hire Ace of Cakes. Anyway, Wait, that being is said. Ace of Cakes or Cake Boss? That's Cake Boss you're talking about. Well, what's Ace of Cakes? Ace of Cakes is like the competition where it's like, today you have to make a haunted house out of cake. And then there's like good people making their cake and then they get judged. Are you sure? I know Cake Boss is the guy who has a business, and he's like... I think there's probably two of those. You know what I think it is? I'm not even joking. I think there's two shows, and they're both bald with soul patches. I'm not lying. Oh, the Ace... I mean, Cake Boss is not bald. He's, like, from New York. Oh, I think I think Ace of Cakes is bald. Oh. Anyway, Maybe. the point is, his, I'm sure his cakes are disgusting. You can't have a firehouse with a roller coaster on it, and it's good. Right. Okay. So anyway, that's the point is, so I think the reason Shannon liked the food, well, no, because the food wasn't even pretty. It was disgusting looking. Like, it looked like really foul. And Joe and I were text messaging while we were watching it. And I have to say, during the chat, we did a really good job of not saying that looks absolutely disgusting. That's true. We didn't. We, we were other really people, tame. Other people. Other people mentioned, I don't know if you saw. No. Because he burnt the French toast. It was like black on one side. And somebody put in the chat, do you have any suggestions on how you can save French toast if you happen to burn it? <laughs> <laughs> um, they would be nice, too. So anyway, Mike, Shannon's kind of upset with you. 
My, Shannon doesn't even know me. Because, okay, so then on my Facebook post, Mike wrote on the Facebook post, Ew, my lunch is ruined from watching this show or something like that, right? Because the food and, looks so gross. And what else but, did oh, I write? Oh, yeah, then you also wrote that Shannon's funny. She appreciated that, right? Okay. But it's one of these things where she was like, this guy who hosts a show is her friend. Okay. Right? And she said, she tells me the food was really delicious. The, no matter how it looked, she said the food was delicious. And maybe it was. But um, it didn't look appealing. I agree with you. But I think where I agree with Shannon is, and it goes back to what I was talking about last week, is I think when you're a comic or whatever, people feel that they can just say things. And, like, that's her friend. And so I think she was trying to defend her friend. And she was saying things like, I listened to the show and Mike sounds so nice. Why was he writing such mean things? I didn't write mean things. I said that it ruined my lunch. Joe, it was disgusting. I agree with you. And, and she even said, she goes, look, if Mike told you that in private on the phone, okay. But she goes, why are they putting it on Facebook and embarrassing? Like, what if my friend sees that? Then your her friend could talk to me. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I, I, I put a good word in for you with Shannon. I go, you know what? I think he was just he was trying to be funny and he was expressing how he felt. And um, she was like, okay. But she was like almost like wounded. Like, I thought he was nice. And he sounds so sweet and innocent on the show. I was like, well, I can tell you he's not. <laughs> that I'm, I can tell you is a lie. I'm sorry, Shannon's cook friend. He needs like natural light or something. Because if the food was great, it didn't communicate well to, to me. Well, the constructive criticism I gave her was he needs a host there, sitting there, like a constant host who actually really does the talking and hosts a show and lets him do the cooking. Because I was saying, when you watch a, like a cooking channel show, like if you're watching like Jada or Barefoot Contessa, who, by the way, the Barefoot Contessa, she looks like her feet smell. I'm just telling you. So Jada, Barefoot Contessa, like um, Rachel Ray, all those, the stupid fat lady with the rings on her fingers who has diabetes. What's her name? Paula. Paula Dean. Those shows are filmed from different angles they're edited they do multiple takes you know all that stuff and it's put together as a package right live cooking shows man i i don't even think they could really do a live cooking show i mean that takes major major chops and you need to when you're cooking you need to concentrate so you need a host there who can do most of the talking so you can do the cooking and just answer questions does that sure. make sense a lot of shows have like a good strong personality who's like cooking but then throws everything aside and pulls one out of the oven but yes, the rate with an exception of Rachel Ray, who actually cooks meals start to finish in quote unquote real time. Like bullshit, she, she does she does a thirty minute meal and it's like yeah, really I is. know. But have you seen when? No, hold on, I'm gonna call bullshit on this. Have you ever watched a show and she'll be like, okay, I'm gonna get started on these potatoes. We'll be right back in two minutes, right? And then you come back in two minutes and that bitch has like cooked like a mountain of potatoes and you're like, no, bitch, you did not do that in two minutes. No, I really do think that she does. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do a Rachel Ray 30-minute test this week. I'm making a note. Okay, I've, I've done them. 30-minute test. But, you know, I heard a comedian say once, yeah, it's 30 minutes to cook the meal, but like two hours to clean up. Yeah, it's true. So, um, okay, what else is going on with you, Mike? So I live with a bunch of gay guys like we were talking about, and they're one of the them, or two of them, are a gay couple, and... Ricardo and Alex are the oh, gay wait, couple. Wait, you just said that they don't sleep with each other. Oh, well, that doesn't count. They, The two people that own the house are a gay couple. Okay. And they 
they are they sleep with each other. All right. Um, so Ricardo and Alex are their names. Okay. So I had plans to go to the bar with Alex Friday night, just me and Alex, which is not a super normal thing. So we go to the bar and like everything is blah 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 fine. And while I'm there, I'm like kind of a little bit awkward just because we haven't spent tons of time together. And I'm texting Ricardo, you should come to the White Horse when you're done with your coworkers because, you know, we're just hanging out, whatever. So he he never texts back, and that was the end of the night, really. But as we're walking home, and it's probably like 2 a.m., we're walking home, and Alex is bringing somebody home with him, (gasps) which it's not. okay. Are they open? Ish, yeah. And so it's kind of interesting because – Alex doesn't know that I'm like super aware of everything because Ricardo has told me. So wait a he's minute, kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? So Ricardo's just, kind he, of told he's me just all bringing that. a guy home. And he's like, whoops. I mean, I'm just he's a friend of mine. I mean, he doesn't know that you know that they're open-ish. No. So he's like telling me like, well, and we're all drunk. So he's like, well, you know, this is Ricardo will be okay with it. I text him and let him know this. We do this from time to time. Whatever. He's like telling me as if I didn't know, but I was already aware of this arrangement because of things that Ricardo had told me in the past. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. By the so way, what does openish mean? Means that usually there's like an agreement involved, and it's like together. It's not usually oh, 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 one, oh, oh, one person. Oh, oh, I get so okay. Yeah, I know people like that who bring people home for a threesome. Yeah, they don't okay. usually go shopping alone. Right? Okay, I get it. So. Or we get home and whatever, I go to bed and it's no big deal. And then (laughs) the next morning, I get a text message from Ricardo and he apologizes because he didn't go to to the bar. And he said, like, I, I was so tired. I ended up coming home and going to sleep early. And then he told me the very juicy details about what happened. And he said, you know, Alex brought somebody home and he was like, not interesting at all. But wait, 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 sorry. Who was not interesting? The guy that they brought home. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, wait, did, not... okay, wait, did you, did you see him? Yeah. Was he cute? Mm, yeah, but he was like sloppy, really okay. sloppy, right. like had trouble standing up on his own sloppy. Oh no. Yeah. So he texts me like, you know, very uninteresting. Um, can't believe it even happened, but at least Alex had some good sex, right? Okay. Joey, he accidentally responded to a group text to our whole house. <gasps> to everyone in the house. <laughs> right? So I immediately, I'm like, immediately, I was like, um, this is a group text. And then he like tried to like play it off like, haha, sorry, 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 guys. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a question about your house. How big is your house? Wouldn't people know that there's a random trick at the house? No, it's a fairly large house, um, but there's... Do you live in a plantation? There's five bedrooms. I mean, uh, the house is 102 years old, so it's, like, fairly big, big common areas. And the way that it's set up, like, the only people that would... I mean, first of all, everyone's asleep at 2 2 a.m., but also the only person that would really get woken up by something like that would be me, but we walked in at the same time, so... And then, like, I can't hear anything as it's happening. It's separated enough. There's, like, a little oh, sun Oh, girl, I would have had a glass, us. my ear to one <laughs> end of the glass, and one end of the glass on the wall. 
<laughs> um, gross, no. So uh, what's funny is, hold on, I have the text message right here. Like, it was so awkward. And he said, uh, so I said, this is a group text. And, like, people are like, yes, it is. And then Alex was already out of the house when this happened. And he responded, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my? Who is he, yeah. George Takei? Mm, kind of. And then. Um, oh, is Alex well, Asian? No. Oh. But he, he has, like. Was he on this, Star Trek? Yes. Okay. Um, so, and then people were like, oh, you're texting everyone in the house. And then after I said something like, this is, this accidental group text is the best thing that ever happened to me. Ricardo was like embarrassed. So he was like trying to change the subject. And he was like, hey guys, I think, I mean, why would he be texting this in the morning? But he's like, I think we should have a house barbecue next weekend. And (laughs) I responded, Alex should bring a guest. (laughs) I wanted to say something about how perhaps Alex could teach us how to spit roast. At the oh barbecue. my god! Oh my god! Or maybe 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 you guys can play Chinese finger cuffs. <laughs> Isn't that so embarrassing? I mean, look, you're already gay. You're already taking something up the butt. I don't know how embarrassing it is. Well, what's embarrassing is that they have this arrangement that nobody knows about, and it just got aired accidentally in graphic detail. Look. I'm going to say something and be very careful about what I say, but it has been my experience, and I don't want to get fucking 5,000 emails or voicemails clarifying this, okay? I'm telling you this is my experience, the Joe Batanz experience, that the gay relationships that last the longest are the ones that have some degree of openness to them. Thank you. I don't disagree with that, and I think if it's built properly, it will be a sturdy structure, but... Too many times I've seen that arrangement placed on top of an unsteady structure and it just collapses. Well, what about your uh, friend with benefits? What is, what is, how is his relationship? Do you think that's going to survive it? I do. I think that they're really sturdy, actually. But, Mike, um, I'm not even joking. This is going to sound like I'm being a joke. This is not a joke. This is a very serious question. Yeah. You're my friend and I'm concerned about you, right? <laughs> But how is this guy going to go back to his partner once he's ridden the ginormous <laughs> kielbasa sausage you have in your pants? Well, he'll just have to keep making visits. Okay. And how are and things with his partner are strong? Yeah, I think that they're built on a very sturdy foundation. And so, I mean, I don't, not to get into his personal life too much, but um, they have been together for three years and one year into it he my friends with benefits said i think that we should have friends with benefits and two years it took two years for them to get to the point where they would actually do it so i i think that it was built in the right place now let me ask you this do you could you ever envision yourself in a three-way relationship no no i don't think so and I'm glad that people can do that, but that's, I don't think so. I think it's hard enough to be in a two-person relationship. I agree, but I kind of have this fantasy of a three-way relationship. I'll tell you why. And it comes from having lived with people. And you've lived with people too, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you have three, I think three is a perfect number of living together in an apartment because one person's always the fucking asshole. 
right? And then the other two get along. Sometimes it's your turn. Sometimes it's the other person's turn. Sometimes it's oh, other. so it like rotates. You're saying. Yeah. So okay. that way, I think it shifts. This is my theory. I've never been in a three-way relationship, but it shifts the bad parts of a relationship. So everyone takes a turn, but then you also get a fair share of having some really good times. And then maybe sometimes you all just three get together and it's all fun, you know? Yeah. But I will say, though, every relationship that I know of that has gone three-way, it goes really good for two years and then it just fucking crumbles. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I've never I've never been close to anybody that has been in a relationship like that. So that's why I was very quick to be like, no, it's well, you know so was. foreign. You know who was? So. We haven't talked about this. And this is going to get edited out. Oh, shocking. I know. Well, what's going on in L.A.? Any news stories to talk Wait, about? Wait, I don't think we wrapped up that call, that story. We have to wrap oh. up the threesome, the oh, three-way yeah, yeah. relationship thing. So I think that we'll be friends with benefiting until I'm in a position where I don't need a friends with benefits. Um, somebody, we mentioned this on the mini episode or the half episode we did last week. Somebody emailed and said, like, be careful how you spend your emotional capital because you get no return. And my response was, that's true, but pe- people spend their their entertainment budget and get no return all the time. And so I feel like I'm just kind of spending a little bit of my entertainment budget on this for now. And when I get to a place where I don't need, what if it gets like in a super complicated economics? Like, well, <laughs> when you put things in a Roth IRA emotionally, well then expect in 10 to 30 years to get a 5% return on that investment. Now, if you do transfer it to an heir, it is a tax-free deduction. You can take one time only of 25. Then you're like, what is going on? This is getting super complicated. It's trickle-down hookup yeah. sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm just playing it by ear for now to add another metaphor to this. Okay. Um, there's some shit going down in LA. Tell me something. Big announcement. Huntington Beach has officially lifted the ban on hypnotism. <laughs> it's official. So any of you, if you want to go to Huntington Beach and get hypnotized or hypnotize people, feel free. Well, I think that, I mean, there's a legitimate market for it, right? Like to quit smoking or for eating issues and stuff. People use hypnotism. It's not just like, you're getting sleepy and well, cl- I, what I read in the like article. What I read in the article was they did this ban in the 70s when there's some sort of Christians were worried about hypnotism. So they did, I, I thought it was going to be like 1870s. No, bitch. It was 1970s. <laughs> they did a ban on fucking hypnotism. It was weird, right? But they ran into problems because church groups and like schools wanted to bring in like, you know, like stage hypnotists. And right. they, co- they couldn't because there was a ban on hypnotism in Huntington Beach. <laughs> so they had to lift the ban so charities and all, any organization can bring in now, um, you know, the amazing Steve Shaw to right. come in and uh, hypnotize people and play uh, Jackson 5 music while they do it. That's funny. Make people dance like a chicken. I have a friend on the Huntington Beach City Council. I should send him an email and say, congratulations on this huge step forward for your city. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when I snap my fingers, you will do a disco dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, San, I, this story kind of goes back to something we've talked about a lot on this show, but San Francisco Airport will not be renamed for Harvey Milk officially. 
uh, hat tip to that Peter G who sent us this over Twitter, but uh, a San Francisco lawmaker said last Tuesday that he has abandoned the proposal to rename the San Francisco International Airport after the slain gay rights leader Harvey Milk, and instead he's going to pursue getting the airport, one of the airport terminals named in Milk's honor. So there you go. It's kind of a resolution to all of this, do you think? Okay, well, that's I actually agree with that, and I'll tell you why. Because I actually think that really, look, I, and once again, I've said this before on the show, I honor Harvey Milk. I think he's a gray, gray. I think he's a great um, hero to the gay community. But I do think they go crazy with trying to name things after him. But I, I feel that there's not the same sort of honoring of, now, I don't know, maybe you can do research into this, Mike, of Mayor Moscone. Do you have anything to say to that? No, not really, but the committee that's going to be doing this is also looking into some other structures around the airport that could be named in honor of other prominent San Franciscans, and then... Okay, I I don't have a problem with... I I think it's great that they name a terminal after Harvey Milk. Good. Thank you. (laughs) Anything else going on in L.A.? Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this Wade Robeson? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. It's Robson, right? Wade Robson. Oh, Wade Robson? Yeah, I don't know who this guy is, right? Well, I know who he is. Because he had that Wade Robson project. Is he cute? I've never actually seen him yes. in real life. Well, he's my type. I'm not sure if you would like him. He was on uh, So You Think You Can Dance as a choreographer, and I always thought he was really cute. He's no Tice Diorio, who is, like, really hot in my opinion. But, yeah, Wade Robson is pretty good looking. Okay. Well, this bitch has been asked a million times because he was when he was a kid, he was like super friends with Michael Jackson, and people would go like, "Oh, hey, did Michael Jackson molest you?" And he'd be like, "No, what are you talking about, fool?" Right? <laughs> then Michael Jackson dies, and now this Wade Robson, he hasn't worked in a while, so now all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, Michael Jackson molested me," right? And now he's like suing the estate for money. I'm not yeah. a f- I'm not a fan of him doing this. I'm not a fan of it either, and it smells fishy, but yeah. he, I I guess, last I heard, because I'm totally up to date on this story for some reason, he um he had a nervous breakdown. So, yeah, I because guess, he was uh, broke. Uh, well, perhaps, but a lot of this happened after the nervous breakdown and the anxiety, and then, I don't know, now he's remembering things. Mm-hmm. That, different i guess he started seeing a psychotherapist for several weeks and then that's where i don't know the floodgates were opened and well he can go to huntington beach and get hypnotized that's good <laughs> listen let me t- i'm going to tell you a fact about this michael jackson case the, the last one where he found innocent you know where the mom and the son yes okay this because this is my favorite fact from the michael jackson case literally I, it's my favorite thing i don't know why it wasn't played up in the news right so the mom takes the stand, right? And I think this is where the case fell apart for him, for her, actually, and why he was found innocent. And one of the things she said, she was a kook monster, was that she was in fear when, when after this went going down, she was always living in fear that because Michael Jackson told her that one day he would fly in a hot air balloon and kidnap the kid and fly away with him. <laughs> really? Yes, I will find the article. I've had to find the article several times for people because they don't believe me. 
Yeah. But in open court, she said that she didn't even fear that Michael Jackson would come in a hot air balloon and take away the kid and fly away with him to Brazil or something. Okay. Do you not believe that Michael Jackson would say something like that? No. This is what I think. This is what I really think. Do I think Michael Jackson was a uh, closeted homosexual? Yes. Do I think he did inappropriate things with children? Yes. But I think he did it in a way that he probably felt was legal. Like, I don't think that there... I, I really don't think that there was, like, full-on sex going on. But I think he probably was doing a lot of, like, sleeping in pajamas very close to them kind of stuff. Like, creepy shit. Where right. it, ju- it just skirted the line where there was that plausible deniability. And that's mm-hmm. why I think you always had trouble getting people to come out because I think it was something where the kids could just, it could be said the kids were not thinking right. Yeah. Well, there's like weird stories of, um, Robson showering, like the maid watch, saw them showering together. So why didn't this maid come out and say that? No, she did. She did actually. Oh wait, the Uh, maid said that she saw Robson and Michael Jackson showering. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. And, um, Wade Robson was always like, Maybe that happened, but there was nothing inappropriate going along, going, nothing inappropriate happening. And then I also want to say for the record that according to TMZ, which is totally reputable, mm-hmm. even even though Wade Robson isn't working right now, he has substantial savings. And so this isn't money motivated. Well, I saw the article. You know who that's according to? Family Wade Robson. sources. Oh, it says family sources, but. Oh, yeah. The family yeah. sources named uh, Wade Robson. Raid Wapson. Raid Wapson, his uh, his d- twin brother from a third dimension, another he, the fourth dimension. I think. Well, there's some really bad pictures of him online, but I think that for the most part, he does a really good job of being hot in the time. But he's one of those people that you look back at a picture from him from five years ago, and you're like, dude, he's dated. Like he is like really hot for the day. And he does a good job of keeping up you know, with it, but you know, you know who that's like. Oh my God, who did J- Jacob Bixenman, one of our fans? He tweeted something about this guy. Ugh, I'm about to edit this out. I don't remember who, but he he tweeted somebody too who was hot back in the day, not even that long ago, and now is disgusting. Yeah, it's like every year they they the pictures from a year ago look disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So Wade Robson, there you go. I'm glad you brought up that story because I've been reading about it. What's what's going on in San Francisco? Um, well, the Harvey Milk story I just told you about. You probably already forgot it, though. Who? Yeah. <laughs> and then this, um, do you know this Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station movie that's coming out? No. The, so back in 2009, I wasn't living here yet, but I remember on New Year's Eve 2009, so when 08 turned to 09, there... So New Year's Eve 08, but the event actually happened on New Year's Day 2009 in the just after midnight. There was a shooting in the the BART station, the Fruitvale BART station in Oakland, and it was caught on tape. The shooter was a police officer, and he was on duty. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. yeah remember the guy was like handcuffed and lying on his stomach, and the yeah. cop... The cop thought that he pulled out his stun gun, which weighs significantly less than a gun, and he shot the guy. And the guy, I mean, you could even make the case that this guy laying face down on the ground didn't deserve to even be stunned. But um, 
the reason I think it got a lot of attention was because there was a train full of people watching and a bunch of them had their cell phone cameras out. And so it was all over YouTube and uh, the cop who did it eventually got sentenced. To, uh, he got a murder sentence um, or maybe it was like manslaughter. I don't remember exactly, but they made a movie about it and it like did really good at Sundance and the trailer just posted online and it looks amazing. So I'm really excited to see that. And it's kind of interesting to see a, a movie version of something that happened in this area. So I've been to the Fruitvale station, but it was an accident. Um, I've never been there on purpose. When I first moved here, it was like difficult to navigate trains. So I ended up there late at night and it was a little frightening, but um so it's so not in a good area no it's kind of a bad area of oakland which mm. oakland has a is in the news a lot because of crime recently like the murder rate is really high and really ever the crime rate is just out of control and the police chief just stepped down um supposedly they were gonna fire him but he decided to step down like the day before so what do you got going on next week um well I will probably be friends with benefiting <laughs> on Tuesday, actually. Benefiting from your friendship? There's a specific date now. We're, like, planning ahead, so that's Girl, good. Well, you're going to keep up this fucking illusion, and you're going to be like, um, Joe, we're just friends with benefits. We're going to get married, but it's nothing. Look, we're just going to go pick out a cake and you know uh patterns for the wedding but it's just it's just fun it's just a it's large casual casual it's wedding casual. yeah it's the way i like it <laughs> we're buying a house together in san mateo no it's just sport it's hobby is what it's it a is. hobby it's a great hobby <laughs> well and i'm actually also going on a date on uh thursday with somebody you've met before well i think it might <gasps> be a date no, not someone you met before. Oh. So, someone that we've talked about before. That's what I meant. Um, it's kind of ambiguous. I think it's a date. We had made arrangements to meet up on Thursday, and then we were both drunk Friday night, and there was like a text exchange that made it seem like maybe this was going to be more than just friends hanging out, having dinner. So, is it the guy that Alex brought home? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> um,. And then I'm also going to Phoenix this weekend. So um, that reminds me, after we're done recording, we're going to have to talk about when we're going to record next weekend because I will be out of town. So okay. I'm leaving Friday and coming back Sunday night. So there you go. Right. Um, I am not doing much. Starting next Sunday, I'll be house-sitting for my friends Michael and Julia. So I will be living in a different part of L.A. for a couple of weeks. Do they have dogs or anything? They have a dog named Atticus, who's like the easiest dog ever. What kind yeah. of dog is it? Like a little dog? Uh, or you're a asking dog? the wrong fag, man. I don't know. It's a little dog. but Like that... the size of your parents' dogs? Smaller. Smaller? Mm-hmm. Your parents have small dogs. Uh, my parents' dogs have been dead for almost 10 years. No. No, they've been dead for almost five years. Well, thanks for telling me. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to send a card or something. You should. Wouldn't it be funny if you did? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Jonathan's cat, um, he had a cat that his ex-boyfriend from 12 years ago gave him, and she died the other day. Um, yeah, he was really upset, but it was awkward because for years, as long as I've known the cat, I've hated the fucking cat. Right. The cat was such a bitch to me, and I recognize the irony of what I'm saying there. 
but she was so awful to me. So we just didn't like each other. I would just ignore the cat, and the cat would ignore me. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, I'm not glad the cat's dead. That's sad because Jonathan's sad, but I'm just very like, I had to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Mm, because I know, I know it really hurts Jonathan, but I was very like. Which you're sad about Jonathan being hurt. I'm sad about Jonathan being sad, but I'm not. Right. I'm not you know, happy the cat's dead, but you know who else lost a pet this last week is Scott the Seder lost his he has rats and one of what? his one of his rats passed away. Boots. So sorry to hear that. Um okay. Well so I'm 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 being house so that's what I'm doing. Um all right, well we'll work out when we're gonna catch up next. Yeah. Um and I guess uh Mike, it was nice catching up with you. Nice catching up with you, Joe. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um,